Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, debonair, and daring host, Kellen Conley. It is a rainy day here in Morgantown, 40 degrees. While other places may be suffering more winter weather-like conditions, we have been teetering between spring warm and fall cool lately. And I ain't mad at it. But I uh, often call Morgantown, Little Seattle for all the rain we get. And this has been like day three of consistent rain. So nothing too crazy for Morgantown. And if I know anything about Morgantown in recent years, winter comes and kicks everyone's ass starting in January. So it is officially January, January 4th. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. Happy hyphen nation. Glad to be here, man. So, hyphen nation is brought to you by hyphen podcast group, Morgantown, West Virginia based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphen podcastgroup.com, and then also by Mark Rob, written by my semi regular co host. Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson, who was just on the last two episodes. I promise you all through December I was gonna get Marcus back. We did it a big and we did it in a big way. Shout out to George Gerbo for coming on for the um for uh, the decade in sports episode. We had a lot of fun recording that. And then shout out to Marcus for staying on for another hour plus so we could talk about the uh, couple things we did on episode 145, 2009 us, uh, meeting 2019 us, uh, a couple goals, and uh, just just a lot of talking, man, because like I had said, well, we hadn't talked in a while, so hopefully y'all enjoyed that. That's still available now wherever podcasts are podcasted. You can check that out. A couple things have been brought to my attention, though. This episode's brought to you by Coke Zero Sugar. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. Cherry Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And while I still enjoy regular Coke or a Coke, a Cherry Coke, way more than um this, I do find it to be quite good. It has zero sugar. How many carbs does it have? Zero carbs. Not bad. Your boy may be having some more Cherry Coke Zero in his future. Mostly because it's a new year. The holidays are over. I got more weight to drop. And I'm gonna get big serious. I'm gonna get serious about this keto stuff real quick. But a couple things I want to address. Listen to a couple recent episodes of It's Like a Podcast or whatever, also brought to you by Hafen Podcast Group and your main doo-doo stain, handsome Bane. He mentioned how he doesn't like it when I say, okay, cupcake. And then Lamb came through and said something about hyphen so smooth when he talks that uh, he sound, he can be condescending while he sounds so smooth and very nice and everything. So I will be abolishing the OK Cupcake from the vernacular just for you, Bane, because when I say that, I'm normally talking about subscribing like and uh, leaving ratings, five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Those are always appreciated. But, you know, I, I wasn't trying to be condescending. It was like, okay, cupcake, you know? And I guess my hyphen podcast group family, especially those in the Alapal family, and apparently Marcus, <laughs> they don't like being called cupcakes. They take it as a derogatory term. I love all my cupcakes equally, equally, equally. <clears throat> so I'm abolishing it. No more okay cupcakes, all right? Also, a couple recommendations from Hyphen Podcast Group. Uh, your boy EG, a.k.a. Catcher of Shows, a.k.a. host of Catch the Show and the Underground Monster Podcast. He just dropped his top 30 underground albums of uh, 2019. So go check that out. Starting his, uh, dang, is this his third year podcasting coming up in the summer? Shout out to EG. Please go check that out. 
Uh, he, he's pretty great at what he does. Either catching shows on one pod or talking about some underground music, some horrorcore music or some juggalo culture that y'all don't know about. He's very good at what he does. So make sure you check that out. Over on the aforementioned Isla Pal, Handsome Bane had a few guest hosts at the end of the year. He had Skeletor, yes, of Eternia, and He-Man of Eternia on episode where they discussed things back and forth. And let me tell you, that episode was hilarious. Skeletor is more of an ally than I thought, and He-Man is less of a hero than I thought. So make sure you go check that out. Funny stuff. And then apparently, Oroko Saki, yes, the real Oroko Saki from New York City, came through to record the pilot episode of the Shred Head Podcast. The Shredhead Podcast. And it was awesome. As great as I thought the Shredder He-Man episode was, the Shredhead Podcast episode of Isla Pal was incredible. Shredder talks real shit. No lie. Two chains and Drake. No lie. So go please, please, please go listen to that. Listen to Bane's year-end recap. He said that there are more Shredhead podcasts coming. So apparently Roko Saki is going to be working under the Alapal family banner of Hyphen Podcast group. So I'm really excited about that. Can't wait to see what happens there. So... I definitely want to tell y'all to go check out all of that, every single ounce, because it's dope. So first topic, my uh, sister-in-law, Nikki, who was on episode, on an episode, yeah, way back on episode 25, she got a dog. She got a, a rescued pit bull. And before I go on on this, I want to tell y'all where I'm at. I'm not coming to you from the Morgantown Mall parking lot or my winter recording spot over in Westover. I'm coming to you from the OG Kroger parking lot here at the Suncrest Town Center here in Morgantown, West Virginia. First time in a long time. Happy to be back close to where I used to record. I used to record like I'm in the back of the parking lot now, very back, like next to the uh, the hill where it goes up to, towards Roosters, which is right behind me. And let me tell you, man, it feels good to be back here. The vibe is good. People are looking at me. There was this Asian gentleman who was just looking at me who had just ran in, lit a cigarette before he went into Kroger, and then he came back and got in his car and left. It's good to be back, man. People are buying groceries, getting rained on, and your boy is sitting here podcasting like it's 2016 again. So it's a beautiful thing. Loving it. But yeah, Nikki got a pit bull. Named the girl, the, the pit bull Poppy. A sweet girl. All she wants to do is be loved on. Ha- apparently she was chained up and kind of left for dead is what, I, what I've what i gathered. And of course she was rescued by um, a, a local dog rescue place and then Nikki decided she's going to get a dog her roommate Alex was okay with that Alex wow roommate Ryan sorry Ryan (laughs) I know you listen to the world's greatest podcast the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast so sorry Ryan and Ryan agreed to get a dog and so Nikki went and found Poppy Poppy is a wonderful dog absolutely wonderful way better than my little bitch chihuahua who gets mad when he has shit on his face and you try to wipe off his face and he went and i have to hold him down and wipe his face with a wet cloth just to clean his eye out thanks brooklyn happy year 14 you little asshole this is lou groza of the cleveland browns hi Ohio for Cleveland. What's up, y'all? That's Anthony Sellers. And that's Eric Jordan. And this is Browns in Our Blood. A weekly show where we talk about our favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. You can catch it in video and podcast. On the hyphen podcast group.com. And Must Long South Vision. 
So <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> I hate y'all. <laughs> I got like 15 seconds. <clears throat> but I digress. Poppy is super sweet. But like most first-time mothers or even dog mothers, Nikki is a little nuts when it comes to Poppy. And, you know, I mean, and on top of her being a rescue, I mean, Poppy is still not fully housebroken. Poppy had a few accidents in the house at Thanksgiving and over Christmas. Nothing. It was just pee. These things happen. Um... But yeah, Poppy is still trying to be is still being housebroken at times. And Nikki also dotes on her and constantly is where, where's Poppy? Poppy, come here. Poppy, come here. Poppy, Poppy, pop, 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 pop. Whatever she says. And it's just constant anxiety for me. And I'm not the dog. Hey Poppy, Poppy, come here. Come here, Pop. Lay here, Pop. Go to your bed, Pop. Come downstairs, Pop. No, 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 Pop, not your water. And it's like, yo, Nick, Nikki. I don't even call her Nick, Nikki. <laughs> what are you, what, baby, what is she doing to bring back an old meme? Like, nobody needs all that, fam. The dog, and, and apparently they think that, that Poppy has anxiety already from being left alone. That's why Poppy wants to be loved on and near someone at all times. Nothing wrong with that. But when the owner is just adding more high stress to everything else, it's kind of like, bro, what are you doing? You're exacerbating the situation. And there's your podcast title. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is how the magic happens. Exas... How the hell you... Exacer... Exacerbating. Let's Google it. Exa- exacerbating. So, exacerbating. And that's your spelling lesson for today. Exacerbating. Bation. <laughs> Baiting the situation. You're exacerbating the situation. And just for those who want to know, it's EX. A-C-E-R-B-A-T-I-N-G is exacerbating. Exacerbating the situation. You're making it worse on Poppy. Of course, she doesn't see it that way. Nikki um, has is single. Recently turned 30, as y'all heard. I tried to call her and tell her happy birthday. <clears throat> Took a couple 30, year 30 now jabs at her over Christmas. That was fun. I love Nikki to death, man. She's my sister. But uh, yeah, she, she's just making the whole thing worse. But one day, uh, she had asked me to take uh, Poppy to the dog park. And so we took Brooklyn and Leah went with us. So we went to the dog park that was in South Park, another portion of Morgantown. And when we used to live in South Park on Green Street from 2009 to 2012, uh, I would uh, be walking to catch the bus or I'd catch the rail trail. Or even actually when I lived on uh, what was called Denver Avenue. And here's a gentleman in a a Kroger schmock looking at me, getting into his his vehicle uh, with his Kroger apron on. And he's like, baby, what are you doing? Talking yourself in a Kroger parking lot. I'm recording the Barack Obama for World's Greatest Podcast. What are you doing? This is too fun. It's getting dark as hell. It's only 3.39. Anywho, so he took her to the dog park and there was a, a, a pit bull coming out. So Nikki was like very... Poppy hasn't been around a lot of dogs. Does great with kids. Never has had a problem with Aaliyah. Because Brooklyn's a little shit and doesn't amount to anything. Poppy and Brooklyn haven't had any issues. But there's another dog. And he's like, oh, <clears throat> warning the owner. Oh, you know, my dog hasn't been exposed to many other dogs. And and uh, I just want to warn you. Everything. And, and the other girl was very, very sweet, the other owner. And she's like, oh, my dog hasn't had a... Uh, a whole lot of uh, like my dog has been around other dogs and they had a little sniff session I kind of missed it because I was busy getting Brooklyn all hooked up to his um, hooking his leash to his harness and then giving them to Aaliyah and then making sure Aaliyah had enough lines so that Brooklyn was just wandering off and shitting where he wasn't supposed to that kind of thing and 
The interaction was fine, so we go inside. Nobody else in the dog park, which is kind of what Nikki wanted. She wanted Poppy to have minimal dog interaction, just wanted Poppy to have room to run. Nice, spacious dog park, but it was muddy as fuck. And I'm just letting the expletives fly, fly today. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So, let the dogs off their leashes. Poppy's sniffing. Brooklyn's just walking around sniffing. Brooklyn pees a little bit. Poppy pees a little bit. Poppy poops. You know, that's what dogs do. Uh, Nikki starts trekking through the dog park, and it's all mud, and starts to get muddy. So, I'm like, uh, Leah, me and you are going to sit right here on this wall. And we're just going to let Brooklyn do his thing and Poppy do her thing and let these dogs play. So eventually Poppy starts running and starts enjoying herself. And Nikki kicks this huge green ball that she thought was uh, filled with air. So maybe Poppy could chase it or something or rubber. No, it was hard and Nikki hurt her foot. That was funny. Um, and so everything's fine for like maybe 10 minutes or so. And then in comes this dude uh, with a, another dog. I thought it was kind of a Dalmatian, but I'm not sure what it was. So he brought the dog in, and the dog had like a, a muzzle leash is what it was. So the dog got in a little fencing area because there's like you open the fence, and then there's another fence getting into the park. You can kind of let your dog loose in that little section before you open the gate and everything so the dog can kind of tear through and run free and everything. And so Nikki... Um, didn't have Poppy on a leash, but Poppy was close to her, so Pop, Nikki's like, I'm just going to put him on a leash and everything, and the guy's like, my dog has a problem with dogs on leashes. It makes the dog uneasy. And my first thought is, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, these are dogs, man. I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn is our pet. I love him. I have beat his ass when he's done dumb shit. I've yelled at him. I've cuddled him. I've held him. I've... Um, unlodged food from his throat to save his life when we lived on uh, Green Street. I've done everything for this dog, as has Angel. And everybody's like, oh, well, Brooklyn doesn't mess with you. Like, he doesn't want to cuddle with you or anything like that. And it's like, I was there for Brooklyn when he was little, but Brooklyn knew where his bread and butter was, which is Angel. Uh, or Nikki and Christian and even uh, Janice, my mother-in-law. Uh, that they would all love with him and stuff. And I would pet him. I, but I was the one who would take him out. I was the one who would feed him. I was the one who would discipline him. I was the one who was bathing him. And here comes another gentleman parking next to me. What up, though? And, you know, me, Brooklyn knows who I am. He, he knows that I'm I'm the... Me, essentially, I'm the bad guy in our in our household. But he respects me and he loves me. He's dead me, ain't going to stop him from trying to bite the shit out of me in the past five years. But such is life. Say lovey. And everyone's like, oh, Brooklyn didn't want to have anything to do with you when you guys are home alone. He just sits there. Because here's the thing. Brooklyn constantly barks when Janice is around. Because Janice, when she eats something, he's going to get some food. He knows that. It's always been that way. Angel, he constantly barks because he's protecting her. And then he hears something. And then when Aaliyah came in a picture he hid from her for the first two years and then eventually he, he came back out and but he still he still wants nothing to do with her for the most part he's getting a little bit better but he is so stuck in his ways and so curmudgeonly now that he doesn't really want to have much to do with her and she hates it and she wants to get a new dog so that might be happening at some point this year yay for housebreaking another dog and being up late if it's a puppy and all this other stuff uh, Nothing I'm up not up late anyway, but learning a whole new dog after 14 years is not something I'm was hoping to do anytime soon. So, but but Brooklyn gets it, you know, whatever. But back 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 to the dude. So he's like, oh, my dog doesn't like leashes, and it might make her uneasy, it make him under him her whatever. And Nikki's like, well, I feel more comfortable with him with my dog on a leash. Because she hadn't been around a lot of dogs and I don't want anything to happen. So guy's like, okay. So, oh, he's moving. Don't hit my car, bro. Maybe he's a little weirded out. Maybe he's like, oh man, this this black guy's talking to himself. I'm just gonna leave now. Let's see where he goes. Eh, I don't know. Don't care. Bye Honda or bye Honda employee. Bye uh, Kroger employee. Enjoy the rest of your day. Guess he was just having a little break. 
It's raining harder, as y'all may hear on the recording. I don't care. I don't care. So he lets the dog off the off his leash and lets the dog in the actual dark park proper. And the dog goes up to Poppy. Nikki's holding it. And the dog just sniffs, 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 sniff. And I'm still sitting with Ali on the wall. We haven't moved. I haven't let Aaliyah run through the dog park. And I'm like, you're not getting your, you're not getting muddy. When it's time to go, we'll go collect Pop, or Poppy. We'll go get Brooklyn unless we can get them to come. And then that that's kind of it. That's all it has to be, you know? And they're sniffing, they're sniffing. All of a sudden, and they're like, they're both going. And I don't know what dog jumped first. Aaliyah and uh, Nikki swore it was the other dog. And the, both dogs got aggressive real quick. Something went awry. And I, I don't know what happened. So Nikki had Poppy on the leash and she's pulling Poppy back, which is a tough task for her. Because Poppy is a, a strong-ass pit bull. Uh, not pit bull. Strong-ass, uh, yeah, strong-ass pit bull. I'm trying to make sure I don't say bulldog. Uh, strong-ass pit bull. And then the other guy's like trying to get in and grab his dog. And, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, stay right here. Don't go anywhere. She's like, Brooklyn. I'm like, Brooklyn is across the fucking dog park. I didn't say fucking. Across the dog park, minding his own business. Don't worry about Brooklyn. He's good. He's just sniffing and sniffing. And he's just happy to be walking around and have all this space and not be stuck on a, a leash outside and, and being constricted, you know. Let Brooklyn be. Don't worry about him. So, <laughs> Aaliyah's sitting there. And then and then eventually the other owner gets a hold of his dog and starts pulling him apart. And then I'm not going to run over there and jump in the middle of it because I'm not getting bit for no dog. Maybe for Brooklyn, because he's little and he is seriously hurt. But I'm not getting in the middle of that shit. I'm not getting in the middle of a pit bull and this other dog that I don't know about, and this other dude. So they get broken up. Nikki has pulled Poppy back. The other guy has his dog, and he has taken the dog back inside a little staging area I was telling y'all about. I walk over to Nikki, and I'm petting Poppy. I'm like, it's okay, Pop. It's all right. Calm down. It's over. And both dogs are still barking. Uh, I think Poppy was still barking at this point. I don't know if the other dog was still barking. And then there's a hole in Poppy's sweater from where the other dog snagged her little sweater. Because Nikki insists on putting clothing on this animal like Angel used to at Brooklyn. <sighs> Apparently, Poppy doesn't like going out in the rain without her coat. <sighs> okay. Anyway. I don't believe in any of that stuff. But when a dog has to go, the dog's gonna go, and then the dog come back. That's it. You don't need sweaters or jackets or any of that dumb shit. But that's just me. So, once Nikki notices the hole, she's like, oh, "I gotta make sure he's not bit. She's not bit." So we pull up our Bobby sweaters. No breaking of the skin. We don't see any breaking anywhere. So it looks like it was just a random snag or maybe a a, a claw ripped through the sweater. And the, the guy is over there in the staging area holding his dog. And Nikki says, and he starts to leave because he's like very flustered and upset. Like, oh, I don't know what happened. Oh, oh, like that wasn't his reaction. But he's like, I'm, I'm leaving, you know. I, I don't want to be here anymore. Because obviously the dog just fought. That's a proper response. There's no reason for him to continue to see if things get better. The dogs just went at each other. Or his dog went at Nikki's dog. I don't know. Could have been either way. And and then he starts to leave. And Nikki's like, can you hold on a second so I can look over my dog to make sure that nothing has happened? Like they're, they're, that, my, that my dog's not hurt from your dog. And the guy's like, oh, I, I can't do that. I don't want to. And like, she's like, what's your name? And the, I, 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 I got to go. I don't have time to tell you that. And then the dude proceeds to haul ass back to his car with his dog. And then Nikki's furious because he left. And her dog got in a fight. And she's like, oh, Poppy, this is going to be a sit-back for you. It's going to be a sit-back for you. I'm so sorry, Poppy. Like, she had any control over it. There was no control. The only thing that could we could have possibly done differently is once the guy got there, we could have been like, hey, can you wait a second? We're going to bring out our dog uh, because... Uh, that our dog hasn't been around dogs. We don't want anything bad to happen. 
We're going to take our dog out. If you can keep your dog on the leash for a second, you will come out, you go in and we'll, we'll go a different direction to walk. That was it. That's all it had to be. But homeboy with his weird speech about, Oh, they don't like leashes. Blah, blah, blah. And Nikki asked him to keep the dog on a leash until to kind of see what would happen with the dogs before anything happened. And thankfully, I mean, I'm kind of glad it worked out how it did. Because if they had stayed on leashes and seemed cool and then we let the dogs back off the leashes and they start fighting, they could have been down there in the mud and yards away and it would have been a big old mess and it could have been worse for both dogs. Possibly. So, meanwhile, while all that was happening with the dude right before he left, Aaliyah decides to just take off and run through the dog park after Brooklyn, who is still minding his own business so she runs through the mud and gets all muddy and goes and grabs brooklyn and is worried about him and my thing is oh there is a dog off the leash here who has already shown aggression he sees this little child out of the corner of his eyes go streaking towards his dog all of a sudden he's like that's my next target and then goes after Aaliyah. all bets are off then i'm gonna kill your fucking dog bro i will choke that dog out <laughs> fuck all of that Real talk. But thankfully, nothing happened. Aaliyah got to Brooklyn. And I don't know if she picked him up or not. I don't think she did. Um, and then the guy left. And we kind of got Poppy uh, cleaned off everything. We went for a little walk down uh, back towards uh, South Park. Closer to where another place I used to live in South Park, Pennsylvania Avenue. Lived there from 2006 to 2008. A lot of years being thrown around this episode. Excuse me. And uh, then we just head back to the car and got their paws cleaned off. Thankfully, I had some some napkins here. And so got their paws cleaned off and we took them back to the house. And Poppy's okay. Nikki looked her over. And then that was, that was all she wrote. So my takeaway, dog owners are fucking insane. <laughs> Like, I know there's, there is a, what is it? I, I have a, uh, you have a dog or you have a pet and it's your emotional reliance animal or whatever. I know there's C&I dogs and service dogs and it's, it's my, um, it's my, hold on. Podcast of 101, first of 2020. Let's see. Dogs for emotions. Emotional. It's my emotional support animal. Yeah. That's a whole ass thing now. And then you got Nikki. Come here, Pop. What are you doing, Pop? Pop, 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 All the time. It's like, bro, let Poppy live, man. Let Poppy walk around and sniff. Let Poppy go lay down. If Poppy's doing something, we'll tell Poppy to stop. But let Poppy... Learn her environment. Let her know what to do and what not to do. What to wear and what not to wear, you know? But, uh, emotional support animals. <laughs> My dog doesn't like leashes. Like, what the f- You just had your dog on a leash. It, may, it makes her, makes them, her or him, what makes my dog feel uneasy because the dog is trapped. So you're telling me if Poppy wasn't on a leash that your dog doesn't get aggressive and goes after Poppy? It's all one big headache. And then I got Aaliyah uh, getting upset the other night and just being so tired because we let her stay up till midnight on New Year's Eve. She didn't take a nap the next day and we were like, oh, well, after your bath, we'll watch a movie and pop some popcorn and everything before bed and da-da-da-da-da. We can play a game before we go to bed and... Then she wasn't listening, and she wasn't listening. Eventually, she went off the deep end, and eventually, she's screaming, I'm so stressed right now. Angel's like, I'm sorry you're stressed. I'm like, no, man, don't tell don't tell a five-year-old she's stressed. Five-year-olds don't know what true stress is. Don't, don't put that word in her head at five, because when nine rolls around, she could possibly have anxiety issues. That's my personal opinion. I don't know if a, that's a real medical study or not. But there's no reason to be out here throwing words about stress or 
anything else towards these animals or towards these children until these things actually happen, man. Like, like don't that that is just wish, wishing into existence is how I feel. So, so no, don't don't do any of that. But Nikki's always like, oh, Poppy's so anxious, and then Christian's like, oh, she's so anxious, and blah blah blah. Like, no, she's she's come from some shit. And my my uh, one of my friends, Steve, and his wife Janae, they rescued a Chihuahua uh, a few years ago, and his, they named him Diego. And and they say like, oh, like look how stressed he is, and the, like they 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 don't dote on him by any means. But they're like, Poppy had some heart, like, the Poppy used to get hit and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And, like, seriously beat. Like, I will spank Brooklyn and just give him a hard tap every now and then, you know, when he's really fucking up. Um, and I don't lose much now because he's older. Because he tries to bite me. Um, but when we got him, it, like, it was encouraged. Like, I looked at uh, books about how to, like, we had a Chihuahuas for Dummies books. We may still have it somewhere. And I, I leafed through the thing, and it was like, when your puppy's being bad, or when you're house training and there's an accident, you bring the dog to the accident, let the dog smell it, and life goes on. Make sure the dog knows what you're mad about. And then, Poppy had an accident in the house the other day, and and Angel was like, oh, well, you should rub her nose in it, and da-da-da-da, because we did that with Brooklyn. And Nikki's like, no, no, the trainer told me that we don't do that because the dog just won't understand Da, da 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 but then she says something else to the dog and angel's like the dog's supposed to understand that but can't understand not to go in the house it's all very frustrating and dumb <laughs> frustrating and dumb is what it is but yeah that that is my take on dog owners in the year 2020 and the dogs they love. Next topic. So, I, I, where do I want to go? Because I got a couple things I, I could go into. And uh, let's just try this out. So, I recently went up to Steel City Con with Gary and Anthony. I t- I've told y'all about that. Had a great time. Bought a couple things. I bought four random Ninja Turtle figures. Because the story of my Ninja Turtle figures is I was a collector as a kid. A collector. I had action figures as a kid. I didn't take care of them. I beat them up. I played with them. I played hard. And then once I moved to Cape Bridge and everything, as time went on, I stopped playing with them, of course. And then um, started getting rid of them, giving them away and stuff like that. Not knowing, not thinking. But it's for the best, man. Like, I... I'm kind of glad that I'm not still lugging around toys from from the 80s that I had. They weren't in mint condition or anything like that. And I don't want to be a toy collector or a big collector of things that, like, I've done the comics thing. And I'm sad still that I don't have my original collection, but it's also kind of a godsend that I don't have two long boxes of comic books to worry about anymore. I have a decent stack of comics now. But I'm kind of glad to be out of the game. I got my trades that I collected in uh, the early 2000s, mostly. Um, and then I have uh, the comics that uh, I've bought over recent years and stuff. Some of them trying to replace and rebuild my original collection when I was bummed about about that. But honestly, man, like I- I'm okay with not having comics anymore, and I'm, I'm and. I'm okay with not being a collector of everything where it's like, the hell you going to do all these Funko Pops? I just started my Funko Pop collection. I'm not trying to have a whole wall of Pops. I'm trying to get Pops that mean something to me and look cool and things like that. Like, I don't know. I'd like to honestly buy, like I just got three for Christmas. So I'd like to get like maybe one or two a year. You know, nothing too serious. And it has to be really dope. Uh, it has to mean something. That That's my mentality. Like, everything that I want to have in my basement when it's finally put together, which will probably be another four years, I want to have some kind of sentimental value to it, you know? And why do you have this? Because it means this. Like, Brandy, um, family friend, um, who I mentioned on the pie before, she got me a Cleveland Browns ornament for Christmas. And I'm not a Browns fan. And it's in a nice little case. It's, it's very nice. And she got it for me because I do Browns in our blood with Anthony and Eric. 
So I want to keep it in the box and kind of like display it as being part of this thing that we've, we've built when it comes to Browns on our blood. I don't want to hang it on any tree or anything like that. I just want to display it because Browns on our blood was the first show and hyphen podcast group besides hyphen nation followed shortly by Alipal and it had sentimental value. But yeah, I had the original four turtles. That was the thing. I was like, I'm going to keep my four turtles. I'm going to keep Leo, Donnie, Raphael, Mikey. I'm going to keep them all. And then I'd also bought a few, uh, not Lego Star Wars characters, but when they started re-releasing Star Wars uh, action figures in like 96, 97, I bought, I, I, had, um, got, I got my dad to buy me a couple that meant something to me. I got Obi-Wan. Because Obi-Wan is my favorite Jedi, and this is before the prequels. He was in one movie and had that much impact on me. And then I had Luke from, from uh, Return of the Jedi. And the, the, I wanted, dare I, no, they, I don't, I think I took them out of the boxes. But the thing was, I, didn't, I was in middle school, I was in junior high at this point, so I didn't play with them things. They, they were literally there for display reasons. But... My nephew, Chad, when he uh, moved in with us, because he was asked at like age three or four if he wanted to live with Nanny instead of living with his mother and father, and Nanny agreed to it, he saw the toys, and he's like, oh, I want to play with those. I'm like, no, you can't play with those. Those those aren't for, those aren't toys toys. Those are my old toys, and I want to... And he cried and cried and cried, and my mom, of course, is like, here, have the Ninja Turtles. Have, Lu- have Luke and, and Obi-Wan. And he promptly destroyed them and beat them the fuck up, and I lost them. So, I've always wanted at least the core four again. There's been re-releases, there's been statues and things like that, and... They're pricey and, and everything like that. There's the pricey, like, decent statue, the decent, the pricey statues, of course. And then you have, like, when they released the original uh, Playmates line, it's come out a few times um, over the years. But they're still, like, 10 bucks a pop. And I was like, I'm not dropping $40 right now on these action figures. I, I just can't do it. So when I, was at, when I was at Steel City Con, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get these four random turtles. I'm going to get a Leo, get a Raph, get a Mikey, get a Donnie. None of them were, I think maybe one of them looked like a normal turtle. Most of them were like those uh, variants that had different things going on. But I was like, I'm just going to get these and then I'm going to just display them downstairs. And then I saw the black and white Ninja Turtles 25th anniversary edition. Because for those of you who don't know... 1984, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, or is it Peter Eastman and Kevin Laird? No, it's Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and released the first few issues on their own through their own Mirage Studios. And the comics were in black and white. They're in black and white for several issues. Just going off the top of my head, I want to say it was issue 30 um, when it was the first full color um, Ninja Turtles issue. So let's see. Let's see if I can ask. When did the first full-color issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come out? Okay, no response. All right, so here's the original. Thank you, Wikipedia. Original of the contract, publication history, black and white, black and white. Let me just do a quick search, find and page color. Are you serious? Why? So, the original Ninja Turtles series that came out in 1984, it was in black and white until issue 62 in August of 1993. It was almost 10 years before they went color. And then it says here on Wikipedia, Volume 2, 93-95, Mirage Studios launched Volume 2 with much fanfare in October 1993 as a full-color series that maintained the continuity of the first volume. Written and illustrated by Jim Lawson, the series lasted only 13 issues before ceasing publication in October 1995. Cancellation was due to declining popularity and lagging sales, as well as a flood at Mirage Studios. Jim Lawson, another, along with Eastman and Laird, another big uh, con- contributor to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lore. 
pretty, pretty incredible. So these turtles are in black and white. And they look dope. And I was like, man, I'd love to have that. Problem was, when I went to Steel City Con, Angel and I were on the back half of our paycheck. And she only gave me so much cash. Because uh, it was one of those things where, hey, I'm going to tell y'all. There will be times where she's like, don't use the debit card. Don't use the debit card. Don't use the debit card. I'll be using the debit card. But it's not for anything crazy. I'm not, I, I can't, I'm not going to throw it. Uh, I think they were charging 45 or something for this for this collection of four still in the box. And I was like, oh man, I really want to get this. I'd already bought those other turtles though. And I think I, I think that I bought something else. Maybe I didn't buy anything else, but I still was like, we're going to stop and eat after this. I got, I want to have money to eat. And the dude at the booth was so sick of being there, man. He was like, look, I've been here three days. It hasn't gone as well as I hoped. We haven't sold as much. I'm just worried about getting gas money to be able to go home at this point. He's like, $25. And I'm like, what? And I had it. And I was like, look, I'll give you back these four turtles I just bought for $4 off you. So I can get my $4 back to put with some of this other money so that I can go ahead and buy these, uh, by the set and then Gary came through with $25 out of nowhere and he said Merry Christmas and I'm like bro you don't got to do that man like and he's like no you know what it's the, it's the least I could do you came up here at Still City Con with me and you know and he's like go ahead Merry Christmas plus it's probably a do-over because my man got me when he found out I was getting a PS4 for Christmas uh which he kept secret good job Gary the year before he got me Lego Marvel uh, Super Heroes 2 because I love the first one on PS3 but GameStop put the wrong disc in and he um took the game back it was never and never replaced it. it never brought it back so he's like this is make up for last year it's 25 bucks you're getting a hell of a deal here so I got these awesome Ninja Turtles man that will be on display in four years in my basement I'm pretty excited about that, but I, I, for all the stuff that we've talked on Hyphen Nation and on Hyphen Podcast Group about nerdy stuff and blurred stuff and 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 MCU movies and DCEU movies and comic book movies and Star Wars, all, all these things we talked about, I really don't feel like Ninja Turtles has gotten its due. So let let me just break down real quick for you my history with Ninja Turtles. Because this isn't going to take very long. We're already 40 minutes in and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about on this episode. And that dog story really carried me. So shout out. Good job by you, Nikki and Poppy. I freaking love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And in the Brain Trust chat the other day, Bane had asked us what our first thing was that we really got into and my first my immediate answer was Ninja Turtles but then I recanted I was like well maybe it's not Ninja Turtles maybe it was Back to the Future and Return of the Jedi because going back to how my dad used to steal from the movie the the video store he when he would uh <laughs> it's funny how he he uh bootlegged movies and ripped them when he wasn't supposed to. And then his son, years later, was ripping music to CDs when he wasn't supposed to. And eventually became ripping movies and downloading music. But I don't do that anymore. Government. Yeah. But he had taped Back to the Future and Return of the Jedi. And I would watch those two movies constantly. It was Back to the Future all the time. And then it was Return of the Jedi, along with some other things that I loved. And he would take car- or cartoons for me. I had a lengthy run of uh, the Rambo cartoon, I think. Or, or no, 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 no. If it was, I think I had some Rambo uh, of the Rambo animated series. But there was this Chuck Norris show that was on there that was out. And I had all those action figures. And Dad had literally taped, like, a couple hours, which ended up being like six or seven episodes of this series. And I would watch that Chuck Norris tape for hours and play my Chuck Norris toys, man. It was so dope. I had a lot of Chuck Norris toys, a lot of Thundercats toys. So I think it was Back to the Future or Return of the Jedi. That was my first things I got into. But when Turtles hit, man, that, that, the impact of that was just crazy. 
Turtles have been out since 84. They didn't really break big until the cartoon started in 87, though. But seeing those four turtles eating pizza, being ninjas, fighting the Shredder, shout out to Roko Saki again. It was incredible, man. It, it changed everything. And then the toys came out, and I, I, I was blessed to be able to get all the get the turtle toys. And my friend Eric down the street was getting like every single turtle toy, and it was cool um, playing turtles with him because he had everything. And even though, uh, full disclosure, I mean, I was in elementary school, and Eric was middle school junior high age and then eventually high school age and he would still still collecting turtles and would come down to my house and we would sit outside and play turtles and I don't know I still talk to Eric every now and then but I don't know uh nothing weird ever happened besides playing turtles good dude though (laughs) I'll say that uh so yeah, Turtles took over everything. And then the movie came out. And then when my man Raph was like, Damn! It was like, yo, the Turtles are cussing. And Casey Jones was awesome. And the show was on Saturday mornings at the CBS uh, version. And then it was on every afternoon. And you could watch it on every afternoon at like 5 p.m., 4 p.m. Watch the Turtles. It was like Turtle Overload. I could not get enough of the Turtles. And then on top of that, the Turtles video game came out for Nintendo. And then the arcade game came out. And one of my most vivid mall memories, the Apple Blossom Mall in Winchester. It's still pretty popping. They've renovated, stores have come and gone. I haven't been in there in a few years. But they had a Ninja Turtles day. Like it, it was like 90, 91, something like that. And this whole mall was nothing but wall-to-wall turtles. Arcade consoles set up. They had people dressed up as turtles. Kids were dressed as turtles. It was literally my first Comic-Con experience. Because it was turtles everywhere. It was like paradise. And I don't know if I was in there for an hour or four hours. But it was amazing. I loved the Ninja Turtles. My dude was Leo when I was a kid, man. I was a Leo guy. Leo had the best weapons to me. Yeah, he had, he had he had the katana blades and everything. I'm like, yeah, Leo's the leader. I'm a Leo kind of dude. Blah 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 blah. And the turtles could do no wrong. And my dad got me uh he got me Teenage Ninja Turtles book two. It was printed by uh first publishing or something like that. I'm not looking, but when the, when they were and this is like a precursor or not even a precursor but this is like when graphic novels were just starting to become a thing and uh, the, they were we're getting ready to kind of step into the early trade paperback system with comic books and he got me this book and it was it collected like six issues of the original turtles run and the turtles are cursing and there's blood and it was colored so it was like the first time in print that those issues had been colored. And it introduced me to the Triceratons, who I kind of knew from the cartoon, but it was the original Triceratons. Uh, Splinter had been attacked by Mouser, sent by Baxter Stockman, who was a black man in the comic book. And so Splinter had gotten wounded, and then he stumbled into TCRI, not TGRI, TCRI. Um, and then ended up running into the uh, Krangs, who were called... Uh, it was something like alterniums or something like that. I may look that up. No, they were cranes, but they had a different name. He got taken by them, and they were doing studies on him everything. The turtles were living with April. It was super good. And then the turtles went to space, and they met Fugitoid. Um, or they called him, uh, his name was Honeycut, but they called him Fugitoid because he was a Fugitoid robot. And the Triceratons knew that he uh, used to be a human who had his brain transferred to his robot helper oh man those stories were so good and then on top of that there was the archie series and 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures was cool because they adapted a lot of the cartoon stuff, but then eventually they started telling their own stories, and those stories were super dope. You had the Mighty Mutant Animals that popped up. Uh, the turtles were developing their own personalities and everything like that. Like, it was a great time to be a Ninja Turtle fan. Like, it, it, imagine falling in love with something when it's at its peak. And there's times, for the first time, for the first time, okay? So, by the time, like, Star Wars had already been out since 77, which I didn't find out until 95. But Star Wars, I missed that because I was born a year, uh, Return of the Jedi came out. Back to the Future came out in 85. So I was, I was pretty young by the time I started watching that and understanding and grasping all of that. So I wasn't in peak popularity when that stuff came out. But I was smack dab in the middle of my first fandom with Ninja Turtles. I was in it. Ninja Turtles 2 came out. Dope. Ninja Rap. Dope. My dad got me the first soundtrack for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first film. Dope. On a half shell, where the heroes born. In this day and age, you can ask for more. The crime wave is high with muggins mysterious. All the police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source of this legally, of this legally, of this lethally evil force. I was a, I was a witness, so give me a quarter. Uh, da 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 da. Trying to call a report. Give me a reporter. Uh, something like that. That is, that is, um, partners in crime, spelled C R Y M E. Ninja Power, that's the first song on that tape, on that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack. I bumped that shit for years. Didn't get the Ninja Turtles 2 soundtrack. Thought Ninja Rap was cool for what it was. Appreciated it more as I got older. But like I mentioned, all good things come to an end. I watched Ninja Turtles 3, I was into it. But I stopped playing with Turtles, man. And then eventually, like I said, the collection disappeared. And then... Um, just kind of fell out of it. Saw there was Ninja Turtles Next Mutation. I would catch newer episodes of the animated series that was still running. I think it ran to like 93 or 94, maybe even 95. I'd catch it on CBS some mornings, watch it on uh, Saturday mornings. And I thought that was cool to still be watching it. But then I just kind of, just kind of got away from Turtles. And I was off Turtles for years and years and years. And what brought me back, ultimately, the nostalgia factor, of course, when you start releasing the T-shirts and all the re-releasing the T-shirts and everything. And it's like, oh, it's cool to be a Turtle fan again. Remember this from your childhood? Which is still, we're still in now. But Turtles came back real hard with everything else from our, from the 80s, like Transformers and along with uh, Thundercats and G.I. Joe, when all that stuff started coming back, the Turtles came back. But what really swung it for me, 2007's TMNT. We were in Charleston for some reason. I feel like Nikki, when she's still in high school, she had an all-state choir performance, and it was in Huntington. And it was uh, it was earlier in the day, and then we were staying, going to stay. We stayed the night in Huntington, maybe Friday night. It was uh, the whole family. Saw Nikki perform on Saturday morning. And then, don't quote me on this though. And then we went to Charleston. So we went to the mall and everything. And everybody agreed to see a movie, but nothing was out. I was like, why don't we watch the new TMNT movie? We all like turtles. Angel liked the turtle movies. Another reason why I married her. Um, And then Nikki and Christian were down. And we saw TMNT and my mind was blown. I was like, yo, this is so dope. Because it was a continuation of the first three movies. Which they they gave you the Easter eggs at the end of the movie. When you saw the item the Splitter collected. And that's when I realized I'd fucked up my whole life. And I was really a Raphael fan. Which kind of is in character for me. Because I'm not a leader per se type. I'm a more of a team player. Really, I'm more of a Mikey slash Donnie kind of guy because I don't have the hot-headed temper. But that's when I switched over to Raph. Was crazy about that movie. Was back in on Turtles. Um, watched a little of the uh, uh, Turtle series that was out then. Uh, the It was the um, one that came on uh, WB Kids, maybe. Uh, that series is pretty good. I, I plan on going back and rewatching that. And then... The final thing, I, I could keep going on. We're almost at an hour. 
but the thing that really pushed it home, Aaliyah was born. I would get up with Aaliyah in the middle of the night after Angel stopped breastfeeding and feed her and everything, get her settled and get her back to bed. I started recording things on the DVR so I could watch it while I was feeding her and getting her back to sleep. So I was bouncing between community episodes and watching sports when they were on because she was born in April of, uh, tw- of 2014. So NBA playoffs are in full swing. And then I started recording the... Uh, Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series that came out a few years ago and that series is so good I was invested I was so invested Angel bought me the first season on uh, DVD because I was so into it and that series was so good and then Aaliyah kind of got into it we dressed as Ninja Turtles for her first Halloween Brooklyn was Michelangelo I let Aaliyah be Raphael because I, I kind of I was like willing to give that to my daughter Angel was Leo. I was Donatello. It was adorable. And then I knew those new Ninja Turtle movies weren't going to be shit. I haven't watched the new Nickelodeon series because it looks weird and Raph is the leader and everything. And I haven't heard great things about it. I know the comic books are popping off with IDW and stuff like that. So I'd like to read some of that. There's a fifth turtle now. So there's a human friend of theirs. They got a transfusion, blood transfusion from Leonardo. And then they became a Ninja Turtle. So a lot has happened. <laughs> but I love the Ninja Turtles, man. They, the, the games are still coming out. There's an arcade game that is at our local barcade at uh, Starport in downtown Morgantown. It's a lot of fun to play. This guy has a bunch of groceries trying to load them into his Subaru. Um, his family's getting in the car. But I, just, I hadn't said, I feel like where there's a complete lack of respect. For Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, so I just wanted to take a minute to uh, address that. Last topic. Really brief. Because I didn't want to lead off with this. Rest in peace to David Stern, man. He uh, he had a brain hemorrhage happen in December. And it ultimately ended up costing him his life. Uh, he died on January 1st. Stern was instrumental in the explosion of popularity for the NBA. He was commissioner from 84 to 2014, I believe it said. Let's see if I remember that correctly. Yes, yes, he was. Um, He's the longest tenured uh, commissioner in sports history, member of the Basketball Hall of Fame and the FIBA Hall of Fame. Marcus wanted to nominate him for villain, best villain of the decade, which could be on par for the course with... uh, the Sonics, Seattle losing the Sonics to Oklahoma City, him voiding the Chris Paul trade, and, you know, just being him inviting the booze and all that at drafts. He played the role well, but he also expanded the league's popularity, helped make Michael Jordan one of the biggest stars in sports history, along with others. Tough negotiator when it came to the collective bargaining, but... Brought in the NBA dress code, which was frowned upon at the time because people like Iverson was saying, trying to stop his dressing like in, in a hip hop style, which was true. But then he's also the reason why Twitter goes crazy about Russell Westbrook and James Harden's outfits that they're wearing into basketball games and stuff. So he brought high fashion NBA. That's a direct quote, direct quote, direct quote from Wikipedia. Rest in peace, David Stern. You had your bad qualities, but you did a lot of good, and you did it for my favorite sport. So, rest in peace, sir. Now, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Also by Mark Robert and by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show, Mad Love Robinson. He wrote a great Star Wars piece recently. If you've read, if you've read, or rather, if you've seen The Rise of Skywalker, please read it. If not, there are spoilers. His site is located at markrob.wordpress.com. That's M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. He's working on some Game of Thrones thoughts, uh, wrapping up the series. Been working on that for a while, so look out for that. Also, you never know when he might drop. He, 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 uh, he's kind of like Beyonce. He, he, he announces it the night before and then he drops. Beyonce doesn't even announce it before. So he's slightly 
kind he's kind of like Beyonce. It's your girl Holly Quinn, aka Dr. Holly and Quinzel, here to tell y'all about it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff, and if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode Q and Slay, or theater from our butts. Have a good day, puddings, and love, trust, and belief. Hey, for- hey. Stop beeping. Hyphenation can be found on any podcast listening platform, including, but not limited to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Radio Public, which is the app I use, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Music, um, anywhere podcast or podcasted, you can find Hyphenation. Also, as I proved eventually, if you go to your actual Alexa, to your... um your echo dot or if you have the big echo or if you're using the google home if you say hey alexa or hey google play the latest episode of hyphenation then it'll it will play hyphenation and hopefully it's not that other show you'll know it's me by the sound of the music the chill music which is going away did i say something out loud while you're there please uh Please rate, review, subscribe so you never miss an issue, never miss an episode. Uh, I'll read any good reviews, any bad reviews. I don't care. Bring it on. I welcome it. And then also tell a friend to tell a friend that it's them again. Hyphenation. Talk about it at the water cooler. Talk about my thoughts about TMNT on Monday morning or what your feelings are on dog owners or on David Stern. Discuss it with a friend. Hit your social meds. Tell everybody. Okay? Not going to say it. I appreciate that. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do so at b at gmail.com. That's b h y p h e n at gmail.com or at b hyphen or hyphen universe on Facebook or the b hyphen on Instagram or at b hyphen on Twitter. I may have already said that, but at b hyphen on Twitter. If you want to go through hyphen podcast group routes, you can do so hyphen podcast group at gmail.com hyphen podcast group on Instagram, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, and hyphen pie group on Twitter. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. Chill. Have genuine, good interactions with people. You never know what the next woman or man are going through. Your kind words or actions could save someone's life or someone else's life. Always keep that in mind. Words of wisdom for today. Be you. I say that because I've been worried recently about how I'm coming off to people and I feel like I'm trying too hard a little bit and I'm forgetting the reasons why people tend to like me in the first place is because I'm genuine and I'm honest and I'm me. Not I'm trying to be humble, but I think I'm pretty great. <laughs> uh, but always try to be yourself. Um, people like you for who you are. People fall in love with you for who you are. Um, people want to hire you for who you are and what you bring to the table. So as long as you remain true, you shouldn't have any more trouble with uh, what comes next. That's my words of wisdom for today. Apologies to Markel Fultz, man. We're running out of time. So sorry, Markel. Uh, appreciate you hanging out in the green room, in green room, the green room, the green room, eating the grapes. Hopefully you enjoyed those. And uh, we will catch you on the next one, Markel. All right. So. Appreciate each and every one of y'all that listen. Welcome to year four of Hyphen Nation. Got some changes coming up. Changes aren't coming abruptly. The State of the Union podcast, which will be out soon in the next couple weeks, will address all these changes as well as what to expect for Hyphen Podcast Group going forward and any other podcast ventures I may be thinking of and then what to expect from Hyphen Nation as well and what's in store for the next year. Also, episode 150 is right around the corner. That's what happens when you go bi-weekly. You cover some ground. <laughs>
I still should be on episode 200 something though so it is what it is alright man what, is there anything else I, that's left to say happy new year happy 2020 dog owners keep your dogs on a leash <laughs> when you can be smarter don't run away if your dog tears another dog's sweater in a dog park don't do that and uh, I say all that to say this thanks y'all comment this has been a hyphen podcast network production they're the bestest i'm getting paid at exposure